1: Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very Uncensored. This week, a story that Joel Kim Booster first shared on the podcast in August of 2013. Here's Joel now with a story we call Waiting
2: for the Man. So, the very first piece of pornographic material that I can remember masturbating to when I was nine years old was a piece of erotic Pokemon fan fiction. Let me back up. Uh, So if you didn't... Uh, go through middle school in the late 90s, you might not know what Pokemon is. Uh, and Pokemon basically is a Japanese import. It's a cartoon, video game, card game where that centers around the training and battling of 151 tiny Japanese monsters. Um, and fan fiction is pretty self-explanatory. It's fiction written by the fans. Um, and as a nine-year-old, I was pretty into the fan fiction community um, and in my travels in that community online one day I stumbled across this piece of erotic Pokemon fanfiction that not only was sexual in nature but it was also BDSM themed <laughs> Um, And this is about to get a little esoteric, but if you do know what Pokemon is, if you are familiar, uh, it involved uh, Giovanni, who was some Japanese guy's idea of a really sexy Italian boss, like bad guy, uh, using a Bulbasaur uh, and its vines to tie up Brock, who is one of the (laughs) ancillary characters, and have a very intimate, intimate experience with him. And I thought... This was so hot. Um, and it was, it was, I just remember it was the very first thing I masturbated to. And I grew up at the time, in, growing up in the Midwest, in a very evangelical Christian home. I was homeschooled. Um, and so I didn't have a lot of outlets to uh, talk about this experience. Um, so for the next three years, like, that's what I jerked off to. Mostly cartoons. Because I figured if it was a cartoon, it couldn't be wrong. Um... <laughs> My parents might beg to differ. Um, So eventually I graduated to real porn. um, And I just, I love porn, you guys. I love it. And I love all kinds of porn. You know, vanilla porn, porn where they get into strange vehicles and they trick them into having gay sex. Um... But I still, really like, um, I still really like kinky porn, like BDSM porn. And I love it, you know, this two dude, dudes and there's this power exchange. And it's so hot. And I remember one when I was uh, a teenager that I just loved that to this day, like, turns me on. I might have to lower this for a second. Um, was, I just remember there was this close-up this guy getting fucked and he had the word bitch written up around his asshole and like other words written all over his body and I'm not into like humiliation but I do love body art so (laughs) I just thought it was the best so I'm single um which is fine you know like I have this great career and (laughs) asthma and two cats (laughs) So I've got a lot going on for me, um, and the last boyfriend I had was about five years ago. And I have this habit of jumping into things immediately without really, uh, without knowing that it's it's right, um, you know, before I make that decision. And the last guy I, I, I was in a relationship with, uh, he asked me out after we split a bottle of NyQuil and watched Passion of the Christ. Um, so I was like, sure. Um, And it was a real meat cute let me tell you. (laughs) Um, But a couple months in, obviously this relationship was doomed to fail because I just asked myself, you know, is this the guy that I want to be making out in a loft bed with right now? And the answer, of course, was no. Um, So, flash forward five years. I've been single this whole time. Um, But luckily, um, gay men have like a thousand ways of finding sex partners via the internet. You know, like we have Grindr and Scruff and... Adam for Adam, and Manhunt, and Whisper, and VGL, and Radar, and <laughs> Glinder, and OkCupid. You know, you gotta set a lot of traps when you're gay. Um, you gotta set them out there. Um, so, you know, I'm single, I- I'm alone, but I'm not lonely, you know? Um, I'm a pretty sex-positive guy, which is a polite, progressive way of saying I'm a big old slut. Um, LAUGHTER And so I've just, you know, the last five years have just been me having sex from coast to coast, you know, all over the world. (laughs) But most of it's been pretty vanilla, you know, which I love. I love vanilla sex, you know, I love topping, I love bottoming, I love, you know, uh, sex is sex, it's great. And most of my kinky experiences have actually been sort of accidental. Like the time I was in Amsterdam uh, and got peed on and didn't know it. Um... (laughs) because he told me that that's just the way he ejaculated and I believed him because I'm sexually gullible like that and um, it, it wasn't until I like, got back to the States and told my doctor uh, about that experience that he let me know that that's not medically possible uh, and I was like you weren't there so yeah So uh, Recently though I did dip my toe Back into uh, The kink community uh, I thought I was You know Living out my dreams I was sitting at home I live alone And I was just watching Netflix one night And I had all the apps And sites Up on my computer Just waiting Because you've got to Check your traps You know Um <laughs> And I heard uh, the telltale, like, ding of of a message that came in. And I checked my computer, and I looked, and it was this guy. um, I'll just call him Chris, uh, because he was white. And um, he... he had this leather mask on uh, covering his face, and he was in, like, uh, just his underwear, and he had the words written all over him. So, like, that set off some alarms, and I was like, yes. And so his message to me was, um, hey, I'm a slave, and my master is really into your profile. And so I was like, of course I'm going to have this conversation right now. Um, LAUGHTER so we chatted, and we got all the, like, prerequisite information out. Like, his master only played safe. I only played safe. I would have to uh, host. And he, he went out of his way to tell me, and he's not some creepy rapist murderer or anything like that, which um, to someone without a death wish should be a red flag. But I had just taken a clonopin, So I was like... Sure, give him my phone number. Um, and so we start texting immediately. And, uh, and it, right off the bat, it's so sexy. You know, like, he's, he takes control, and it's great. And he uh, he tells me at one point, he says... Get into your jock strap and send me a picture. And I love that he didn't even like ask if I had one, he just assumed. And I'm wearing a lot of layers right now, you guys, but uh just so you're aware, I look great in a jock strap. Uh, so I sent him that picture and his immediate response was, can I come over now? And I was like, okay. And he was like, no, okay, sir. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, sir. Um also are you allergic to cats? Uh, and he said no. Uh, thank God. Because uh, let me tell you, those things can be real cock blocks sometimes. Um, so I like, was standing in my apartment, in my strap, and it didn't seem quite appropriate to like turn back on Parks and Recreation or whatever I was watching. So I just sat there waiting for him. And a couple minutes later, like 15 minutes later, he shows up, and he like knocks on my door, and I open my door, and... There he is. And... (laughs) He was a little shorter than he told me uh, he was a little less physically impressive than his pictures may have uh, conveyed he had a little less hair than I thought he would have um, and he was wearing an American Eagle t-shirt um, which all of these things are, are not so bad you know on their own um, but I mean if you are a man of a certain age you probably shouldn't be wearing American Eagle anymore and that's any age at which you'd like to be called a man um, laughter And so I invite him in, and immediately things don't go quite as I imagined them in my head. Um, I offer him some whiskey, I didn't have any chaser, and he was like, I can't drink whiskey by itself. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, that's fair for some people, I guess. And um, so I'm, I'm in my jockstrap, remember. And so we sit down, and, you know, I didn't expect there to be a whole lot of conversation, but he really wanted to tell me all about the three bars that he owns and, um, you know, uh, past relationships, and also uh, spent a good amount of time showing me on his phone pictures of antique cars that he'd bought. And um, you guys, I-, I was getting cat hair all over my jock strap and you want to show me antique cars right now? Like, what's wrong with you? And the cherry on top of this all was that he kept saying, frustrated and <laughs> irregardless, which I don't know if any of you, all of you are native speakers, but those aren't words. Uh, <laughs> so I was really struggling uh, and I was like, let's, like, I was about to abort. And then he takes my head and pushes it into his crotch, which my first reaction was rude. Uh, but then I was like, oh, no, this is, we're starting now. This is fine. And that's how he initiated. So, you know, I start giving him head, I'm on my knees, and then he, like, takes me into the bedroom. And we start having sex, and... It's fine, you know? He holds me down. He's a little rough. He smacks my ass a little bit. And all I kept hearing in my head was... And irregardless, I was so frustrated with... And I said, you know, no, Joel, turn off that part of your brain. You know, this is your dream come true, to have a stranger come over and abuse you like this. Like live in the now live in the now live in the now and at one point as i'm thinking all of this he leans into my ear and he says you're not very good at this and you guys i'm great at sex (laughs) okay i'm great at sex and in that moment I got so mad and I realized that no like this isn't going poorly because you know I had the cats or my jockstrap wasn't right or because I was bad at sex this was going poorly because this guy like this whole BDSM experience from the very start for me was about this sexy exchange of power and I cannot give Hour to a guy in an American Eagle t-shirt who wants to spend all this time showing me his antique cars so my best Carrie Bradshaw voice popped into my head and I said and suddenly I thought to myself is this the man that I want to write bitch around my asshole? and I said no But I was already, like, 55% of the way through with the experience, so I was like, okay, let's get this over with, and it was fine. And then I'm, like, ready for him to go, and he leans into my ear, and he says, don't worry. I have to work tomorrow at 7 a.m., but when we wake up, you're going to give me the best blowjob of your life. So the next morning, I slept in until 10.30, um, and he left. And to this day, I am still waiting for that right guy to write bitch around my asshole. Thank you so much, you guys.
1: That's all for this week's classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday, and everything you might want to know about us is at Risk dash show